When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Cohn, and I'm joined by Chopper Pete Cornell. How's it going, Pete? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. How's it going with you? I'm good, mate. Why is your laptop so big? <laughs> it's so big. It's so intrusive so, in the shot. I was just setting up the stream and all of that. I was doing all these sort of the ad mini bits that I need to do, you know, connecting OBS, adding in images and all this sort of stuff. And I, I can hear Pete sort of behind me going like, man, my laptop's really big. And it's like really intrusive in this shot. And I was like, it can't be that big. It can't be that bad. And so I sat down next to him and I was like, oh my God, it takes up like <laughs> half the desk. Why is it so big? I don't know. It's not even like a huge laptop or anything, but it's just in the shot. It's just, it's just massive. Yeah. It, we need to sort it out. How about if I have it here? That's all right, isn't it? Yeah, that looks much nicer. That's better for the shot. It is, yeah. Is yeah. it going to get make your groin really warm though? Probably. <laughs> I don't think that's good but for you. That's all right with me, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> it's my um, it's my first podcast back for oh, yeah. 2022. I haven't done one since you know, like late December. Yeah, which was, and I didn't even do an AEW show. It was a Raw show that I did last. Oh yeah, and then I was off just before the old Christmas break. Mm. Awesome. There's some drilling that's about to kick off. As we well. love that. We love the drilling. Absolutely love that. Yeah. Uh, how was your? I mean, here's the thing, Pete. I listened to the podcast, right? Yeah. So I know uh-huh. that you've answered this yes. quite a few times over. Because uh-huh. you did a show with Andy. Uh-huh. You asked him. Yeah. And then you did a show with Laurie. Yeah. And you asked him and yeah. he asked you. Yeah. And then you did a show with Ollie. Yeah. And you asked him and he asked you. But none of them listened to the show. So, <laughs> no, so I mean, if you're a podcast listener, you've heard Pete's Christmas stories and three also, times over. Tempest yesterday as well. That's right. So yes. I've done the whole set. <laughs> Done everyone. Do you want to tell me about the video with your nan? <laughs> Look, it's really sweet, all right? That's <laughs> how I've heard. I've heard that it's very lovely. But did you have a nice break anyway? I did, yes. It was very nice to, to be away for a little bit. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been nice. I've been able to see my, my lady partner recently. We've really tried to, to see each other a bit more, which is nice. So I got to see her in the last like week or so, which is always tough because she's got a weird work schedule because mm. she's a paramedic just actu- so. an actual proper job yeah exactly yeah, 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 yeah. Um, not, not like so, us yeah <laughs> so she works a lot and awkward times and then seeing each other's been difficult because you know the world being what it is 
Um, but yeah, that that's been nice. I got some really nice Christmas presents and got some D and D books, some D and D books. One you know. of which you didn't know that you wanted, but then yeah. you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of which actually, which wasn't on the list, I didn't really know probably existed or anything. But now I've got my my final session for my D and D campaign coming up later this month, and it's completely changed what the final battle is going to be because I've taken tons of inspiration from this one book about dragons and because final battles can be a dragon hope none of my players are listening uh and yeah it, it, it's it, it's completely changed the whole how the whole thing's gonna go which is really cool so that was cool. that's nice do you know what i think is nice and exciting pete mm. you and i get to play blood and the clock tower together oh, on monday can't wait it's meant to be your day off yeah, yeah, but, yeah but i'm playing yeah. <laughs> it's, it's clock tower it's fine it's not um, really working is it i'm really excited so i was playing castlevania area of sorrow mm -hmm. um the yesterday in fact um and i was playing it and one of the bosses on there is legion mm -hmm. and it's basically just uh as you know a blob in the middle and then just undead bodies just around it that it piles off and reanimates and stuff like that yeah and every time you hit it because i'm playing the advanced collection on the playstation every time you hit a, a baddie it comes up at the side like this is what you just hit mm -hmm. you know and, and i don't know why i actually need to see if i can turn it off because it's pretty annoying it's actually quite is it more intrusive than your laptop <laughs> <laughs> but every time i hit it it just went legion Legion, 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 <laughs> Legion, and I was like, "Oh, what if it's a Legion game?" It's a hundred percent gonna be a Legion that's, game. That's what I, I was thinking. Is. I was thinking about this on the car ride here. Yeah, I was like, "I bet you it's gonna be a Legion." It hundred percent is, like, because it, it was a little monster game mm -hmm. last time. Yep, and the, there's been a Vortox game before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it one hundred percent is gonna be. It's gonna be a Legion, Legion game, game. and uh, it's gonna be so chaotic because uh, it's gonna be not to spoil Blood in the Clock Tower or anything, but the lineup we've got is more inexperienced players than usual. Yeah, so uh, it's gonna be absolute bedlam i yeah. reckon i think uh, it's gonna be so much fun yeah though. it should be good though um something that i you know everyone has heard about my christmas mm -hmm. haven't heard about yours luke oh how uh, was your christmas and new year uh, mine was it was very nice thank you very mm. much um it was i was hosting christmas mm. this year so you my were. parents and my brother and his girlfriend came to stay and my kid went through a mental leap Mm. So she developed, I think this leap is, A, she's more aware of the world. Mm -hmm. So she can see more and she can hear more and this and the other. And uh, she discovered, uh, she developed melatonin, which means mm. she can now, like the ability to fall asleep, yep. which she hasn't had previously. Problem is she doesn't know what that is. So all <laughs> of a sudden she's gone through this massive change. So she just has to cry. Mm -hmm. So actually i can i can play you oh uh, god um so i actually played this to the, the office earlier when i was recording uh the cineworld show mm -hmm. hold on um so basically she just went through this period of time where she just needed to cry things out yeah so she just for an hour would do that for an hour mm -hmm. straight mm-hmm but you can see yeah. she's just growing it out just chilling and you just have to like just hold her and be like cool just yeah. get, get out your system you, you do you you Sis. do you, you, you do you <laughs> eventually you're gonna tuck yourself out and you're gonna fall asleep <laughs> merry christmas so that was that was a lot of my christmas was nice. just like sitting in the taking her upstairs so that everyone else doesn't have to do mm -hmm. that yeah yeah just sitting there with her and just having her cried it out and then, so that was like in the week leading up to Christmas. That was like the Monday and the Tuesday. And then she kind of got over it. She sort of settled herself down. And then I, th there were a lot of people in the house. Mm. My parents were there. My brother's there. My brother's girlfriend's there. We're there. There's a lot going on. And she just got very clingy to mm -hmm. my wife. And she didn't want to be held by anyone else. And there was, I think it was on 
Christmas Eve, she went into one of those and she started mm-hmm. crying. So I was like, cool, I'm just going to take her upstairs. I did that and she just started crying it out. Um, my wife went and had a shower. She came into the room. She sat down next to me and she was like, do you want me to take her for a little bit? I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And so I handed over and I was like, I'll go see my parents. Did that. She instantly stopped crying. We made a mistake. <laughs> oh, no. It wasn't a purple cry. It was like, a, give me back to my mum. Yeah. Why am I not on my mum? And I'm like, oh, just about, she's just got to get out of her system. <laughs> no, I was wrong. <laughs> I, I misread the signs. Yeah. <laughs> Complete waste of time. Distressed the kid for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah great, great dad. Great stuff. Uh, yeah. Great stuff. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, she was super clingy mm. to my wife on Christmas Day. Yeah. Oh, so, like, so clingy and she wouldn't be held by anyone. And, like, if you put her down, she would get really agitated unless she was asleep. So it was stressful because we were trying to host Christmas mm. and look after her. I was knackered. Mm. So, so tired. Yeah. Um, when it was all over, because once my parents left, her parents then came to stay with us. And her sister, my sister-in-law and, and my brother-in-law... And then we had them for another like three or four days. Yeah. And uh, by when they went home, uh, it was then like the su- it was basically the Sunday, and then it was the Monday, and then I had to work again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Gosh. oh man, I do not feel like I've had any time off at all. <laughs> um, but I'm an, I'm clearly an old man now, Pete. Mm. I got myself I got a record player for my for, for Christmas. <laughs> I saw. Yeah. I got a record player, and I got a workbench mm. to cut wood. <laughs> What, for, what are you cutting wood for? Building stuff. <laughs> I've, got a gar- right. I've got a garage, Pete. So All right. I'm just going to build stuff in the garage. <laughs> sure. You're yeah. Handy DIY man, exactly. regularly. 100%. Yeah. I've got a toolbox. <laughs> I've got a saw. That's all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> Bring me some wood. Wait, what are you building? Uh, What's your well, first project? Well, the first project was last year. I built a cornhole board. Right. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to build this year. Me and my mm-hmm. brother have said, like, we're going to put a weekend together aside and we're going to build something. Mm-hmm. And he said, what do you want to build? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> And he was like, I don't really know either. And I was like, I'll just have a look around the house. And then I'll be like, what can I just build for the house? <laughs> and that's essentially what I'm going to do. I'm going to look around the house, be like, well, you know, we could go to Ikea and buy that. I'm just going to build it. <laughs> just going to build it. I'm just going to build it. I've got That'd a workbench now. I've got yeah. a workbench now. I'm just going to go in the garage. I'm just going to build it. So that, that was my Christmas. Get the kettle on. Go to the garage. <laughs> Set the kettle on. I'm just going to go to the garage and build stuff. I'm just going to go build it. So yeah, that, that was my Christmas. It was delightful. I had a great, mm. I had, I genuinely, I had a lovely time with the the kid and everything. Like she was a bit of a terror, but aside from that, she was grand. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm so tired. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. real tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, we need to get into this main show because ugh, we've got a horrible topic to talk about mm. uh, to kick things off. But some new tech champs as well. Spoilers, here is the show. I mean, we really didn't want to, we didn't really want to have this as the big talking point of the show. I don't really want to be talking about this much. I don't really want to use much of that image or anything. However, it is the, like, I got a tweet from someone being like, that seems in really poor taste to be using that as the title and that as the, the thumbnail, like there was as a tag title change. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you, you are right. And I fully appreciate that. But also no one's talking about that. No. Like absolutely no one is talking about the fact we have new tag team champions what everyone is talking about unfortunately is ray phoenix 
breaking his arm, Ugh, horribly so, during the main event of AEW Dynamite. We're going to review that show. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D. <laughs> You're jam that champion. Showing respect, as always, to as the belt. As always Luke. for the belts. Mm-hmm. I've been off for a little while. It's, uh-huh. you know, I've got to get back into the swing of things. Yeah. Um, I am Luke and I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell here for the AEW review. Please press the thumbs up button on this video. Press subscribe because we're nearly at 60,000 subscribers, which is a wonderful number. Thank you all so mm. much. And I'd like to get to, I think I'm going to say 70, Pete. 70. 70 is what I'm thinking I might set as my next goal. Mm-hmm. I've got an idea in mind. Okay. I'm just going to float this out there now and see okay. what everyone thinks about this. Okay. A 10-hour Rumble randomizer. Okay. So you would do, we'll do a 10-hour stream. Yeah. And then we would watch, we would randomize it, pick a Rumble match, mm-hmm. watch that Rumble match, that one end, Rumble randomizer, nice. get another Rumble match, and we'll do that for 10 hours. Watch that. Ten- that's about 10 Rumble matches. Uh, yeah, I mean, some of, some of them are shorter. So you might yeah. get 10, maybe you get 11 or yeah. so in there. But yeah, 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 Rumble randomizer is the current idea that I'm thinking of. I like it. Yeah, a, it's a good idea. I think that'd be fun. I right? like it. Yeah. Also, it's January. Yeah. Right? It's, it's rumble season. I mean, might not be January by the time we hit 70k subs. No, but... it'll be September. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be excited for the next rumble. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so please do click the subscribe button because we would like to get to that next goal. Probably about 70,000 subscribers. Um, obviously, speedy uh, recovery for Ray Phoenix. Mm. Uh, all the best wishes to him as well. What happened was right at the end of the match... Um, it was Jurassic Express versus Lucha Bros for the tag titles right at the end of the match. Luchasaurus did this choke slam to Phoenix from the apron through a table that had been set up by Alex Abrahantes, who was then chased off by Christian Cage. And they both kind of clatter through the table. It was the, the table exploded into a thousand mm-hmm. pieces. And Luchasaurus sells it. And I'll be honest, when I saw it first time, didn't notice. Absolutely didn't notice whatsoever that anything had gone awry. I saw like Phoenix was, you know, grabbing his arm and he was like, absolutely, he was screaming. Like like, watching it back, he's screaming and pointing at his arm. Didn't spot this the first time around. Then they showed some replays of it and they were using angles that weren't showing the arm break. There was Mm -hmm. one, I think the first replay they showed, proper showed the arm like go in a direction it's not supposed to. Indeed. And then they went to the finish. And I didn't think on my first viewing of this that anything had gone wonkaloid. I I didn't necessarily think something had gone wonky. I did think it was a bit odd. And I was like, okay, so Jungle Boy's got the role of victory. New tag champs, by the way. Mm. We'll talk about that more in a second. But then they had like a really long celebration segment afterwards. And I was like, this feels like oddly staged. Like it feels like they're really padding for time here. It's like, is something being changed? Like is something going wrong here? Um, that was my only suspicion. I didn't know anything about Phoenix at all until afterwards. Uh, and then went back and rewatched and I was like, oh yeah, that's super obvious. Hot damn. Uh, that looks disgusting. Um, so yeah, that was my only, uh, my, my vague impression that something might have been off. Yeah. Was that, it just felt like they had extra time to fill at the end. Because they, they did, so Jungle Boy goes for the unprettier and Penta reverses that and then he goes to hit Made in Japan and Jungle Boy reverses that, gets a roll up and gets the, the win. And Luchasaurus rolls back in the ring. Christian Cage hands them the belts and everything. And then they, they celebrate. Music plays. Crowd are like, whoa, title change. Mm-hmm. Right? Penta dives out of the ring. 
yeah. to go and check up on Phoenix, right? Absolutely. And then, yeah, you're right. Like, all of a sudden, the entire, I'm not going to say the entire, but, like, a lot of the tag division walk out onto the stage. So, mm-hmm. like, Private Party are there, the Acclaimed are there, FTR are there, Red Dragon are there, um, probably a few others that I'm missing, 2.0 mm-hmm. yeah. sort of there. And it was, like, the commentary team were putting over, was like, oh, yeah, there's, you know, like, the tag division are coming out to let them know, oh, there's a target on your back now. You've now got some, here are the, here come some new challenges, right? Mm-hmm. And they cut to, like, a shot of Jericho in the crowd. <laughs> I just shot of Jericho. And then Jericho realizes that he's on camera and is like, oh, and then start, starts clapping to be like, yeah, no, I was paying attention. Yeah, I wasn't checking my phone to see if people were rating fuzzy or whatnot. Yeah. And then they cut to the ring. And then they cut to the stage. Cut back to Jericho. Yeah. And then cut to, uh, to I think it was Santana and Ortiz they yep. cut to in the yep. crowd. As individual shots, though. Indiv- together. Yeah, yep. individual shots. It was yep. almost like, guys, go sit in a stand so I can cut to you. And then it cut to Malachi Black, who was yep, also there. He's also there. And I was just like, yeah, like, someone just said, like, FTR with a cup of coffee. Literally said that catering. Oh my God, get out of the stage. <laughs> and even then, I, I, I thought it was like, what a weird way to end the show. Yeah. But I didn't think, oh man, they're padding for time because of something. Yeah. And like as I said, like, I wrote my review, and it was only when I was like, like getting some new stories with, like, for Laurie's stuff, because I just thought, man, all we're going to talk about in the news is the, the NXT stuff. Right? Yes. And then I was looking, I was like, oh man, Ray Phoenix broke his arm during that main event. I wonder if it was in that table spot. Went back and watched and I was like, oh my God, yes, it was during that spot. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to put this into the review now. And it's it's interesting because to lay my cards on the table, set up my stall, front street, etc. Mm-hmm. I thought this was an excellent episode of Dynamite. It was great. I loved this episode of Dynamite. I gave it the full five out of five in the edited review. You sure did. However, going through the comments left on the community tab, a lot of people's opinion on the show was marred mm-hmm. by the Ray Phoenix injury. Like I've seen some people in the chat today being like, high three out of five for me because the Phoenix thing really like took me down a peg. I mean, how, how do you feel about that? Uh, I don't think it's a five. It's a shame because the opening match is outstanding and you think that any show with that match on it pretty much is going to get a five out of five if you don't screw up the rest of the show that's a five out of five show but i do think that that it just felt like a very odd ending to the show and there were a couple of other bits that were a bit like i don't know how i feel about that on the show they're very minor but it's just these tiny little things and then when you have the the phoenix injury it felt like a bit of a rushed ending in the tag title match Considering this is supposed to be, you know, this is the first time that Jungle Boy's got a belt in AEW. This is a big crowning moment. It was like, and it was off a roll-up, which isn't quite what you'd want for that. Um, it, it did feel a little bit odd and stretched out. And I was like, the, the vibe just feels off when I came off the air. I wasn't like, oh, what a great episode. I was like, yeah, that was, that was good, I think. Mm. And that was, a, a, it was an odd, like, vibe for me. So I would have, I, spoilers, I've given this a four out of five. Because mm-hmm. um, I thought it was very good, but it wasn't you know, the the greatest episode of Dynamite I've ever seen or anything. And that it was really the, the Phoenix injury that kind of just brought everything down a little bit. It's no, nobody's fault. It's no. just one of those things that happens and it just goes, oh, that's it's really unfortunate, you know? Yeah, and, it, you know, like wrestling, they always say it's not ballet. Mm. And, like, injuries do happen. And I don't think, I mean, I'm not I'm not a wrestler, so I, I don't know. Like, I, maybe a wrestler could watch that and be like, man, Luchasaurus is completely at fault there. Mm. But, like, as a, a bystander, as just a regular Joe who's watching this, it just looked like it was a freak accident. And freak accidents do happen within wrestling, and you get these awful injuries and stuff. And this is a really awful, ugly, nasty injury. And, like, man, it sucks for Phoenix as well. Yeah. Because they, they were clearly setting up on this show Lucha Bros versus the Kings of the Black Throne. 
mm-hmm. like uh, well the blacks the whatever the, the tag the Malachi yes. Black and Brody King tag team right yeah. from PWG they were clearly setting that up on this show it's like that's the next tag direction mm-hmm. which honestly I thought was going to be for the titles mm. because we'll talk about Jurassic Express winning the belts in, a, in just a second we'll just finish up on this first so I didn't like at the end of the show I didn't think like Ossining had gone awry or anything. I was still like just on the high of, of you know the the show being what it was, and like I don't think I can uh, a freak accident like that can sort of mar my opinion or sort of color my opinion because I just came out of the service being like man, I just I love pretty much everything on this show. Like I really really dug everything, so I am still like pretty high on the show. I do agree with you though. Like let's, switching into Jurassic Express winning the belts, mm. it was funny because I was listening to you and Laurie review Dynamite. And I can't remember whether it was you or Laurie that said, or maybe they'll pick up the belts. Like maybe they're going to be the ones to to win the tag titles. Uh, It might have been Laurie that said it. And I remember at the time thinking like, I don't think it will be though. Because A, I think Christian Cage is turning heel. And B, we're still waiting on that Lucha Bros Santana Ortiz Mm -hmm. tag title program. Which they set up when Lucha Bros won the belts and then never did anything with. Mm -hmm. And it felt like AEW were like, well, that's what we want to do. Kind of in the same way that, like, as fans, we want to see Baker versus Rosa. But we, like, Tony Khan's like, I'm not going to give it to you just yet. Not just yet. Okay, we'll do Statlander first. Then we're going to do Ty Conti. Then we're going to do Riho. Then we'll do X, Y, Z. Then we'll get to Rosa. Like, let's just not, like, give you everything that you want right off the bat. And it felt like that's what they were doing with Santana and Ortiz. And now Jurassic Express are the tag title, which means we don't have, mm. we never got that feud. Yeah. And I don't know. I'd be very surprised if if this is true because you had uh, Jungle Boy's mum and sister were in the crowd and they, you know, they cut to them straight away after Jungle Boy won and they were like crying and it was very emotional and very lovely. Um, so I, I don't think they called an audible I don't to say audible. Jurassic Express should win here. Um, I think this was the plan. I think it might have been a different finish, maybe involving Phoenix, so they had to change it to a, a roll-up or whatever, um, which just is very confusing to me. It's great that Jurassic Express have the titles. I'm big fans of Jurassic Express, and I think it's about time Jungle Boy got a title. Um, I wouldn't have had it done off a roll-up if this was going to be their big crowning moment. Mm. And also, yeah, what was the what was the point of setting up that Santana and Ortiz stuff? Because then they just got dragged into the Inner Circle stuff with American Top Team, yeah. and then they just kind of got forgotten about which has kind of been Santana and Ortiz's run as a whole in AEW. Yeah, and they're now like bit parts in the Jericho-Kingston feud. It's all about Jericho, man. He's the more important one. Well, he's, he's, just... di- he's dyed his hair, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Looks so youthful. Square head, pin head. I, like, I know Didn't like that I, segment. I, like, I know of all people on yeah. the internet, you and I are not people to be talking about dying hair and and hairstyles or anything like that but when Jericho came out with this dyed hair I was like oh mate (laughs) oh mate I I didn't mind the dyed hair it was the comedy that he did I wasn't (laughs) a huge fan of we'll get to that Um, but but yeah so like like you thrill the Jurassic Express got the belts mm. because I think they're a great team yeah love love Jungle Boy love Luchasaurus and also like you I don't think this was an audible like this Mm. feels like they loaded this show yeah, because it was the first show on TBS, and I thought to myself, if they're not going to switch the main title, they're not going to put the belt on Danielson. Then likely Jurassic Express will win the belts in the main event. Mm-hmm. But I am always going to look at Jurassic, uh, look at Lucha Bros tag title run, and basically, I think it boils down to they beat the Young Bucks, feuded with FTR for months, and then lost the belts. Yeah, 
and I and I don't know why we didn't get the Santana Ortiz feud if this was the time they were going to take the belts off them, which it feels like they were because, like, when I when I think like the reason why I don't think it was an audible, um, maybe we'll do a poll on this, Mud Mother Jenner, if you are if you're there, uh, can you put a poll up to see what people was this an audible yes or no? For me, I don't think this was an audible because they had the match won. Mm-hmm. They had the match when they were going to hit their tag finisher on Jungle Boy and the lights went out and they came back up. And they had done that earlier in the night as well, like literally the segment before with mm-hmm. Malachi Black and the Lucha Bros. And I was like, okay, cool. So it's just foreshadowing of the Brody King debut so they can do that tag feud. So like they cost them the belts mm-hmm. in sort of Bucky O'Hare is. Yeah. So that's, that's why I don't think this was an audible. Yeah, and I 100% agree. I, I don't think it was an audible either. I, I'm just struggling to see why lucha bros reign ended here you know it just feels just, like a, just because it's the first show on tbs I yeah guess. It, it just feels like it was a bit of a, a change for the sake of a change really that's 100 I, by the way totally agree with you yeah because it's the first show on tbs they want to have, have the big show ending with like a tag mm-hmm. title change so yeah. you, I, you're absolutely right yeah this is a change for the sake of a change yeah which is not really how AEW does things and it's not it's a little bit concerning to me, you know, that they just kind of be like, well, it's first show on TBS, we'll, we'll do all these big matches when normally they've built around their pay-per-view cycle. They'll have TV specials, but they build all their big stories around their pay-per-view cycles. And now it just feels like, oh, we've got a big thing coming up, so we'll do we'll do this thing. We'll, we'll shoehorn this in here. And that it kind of like derails some of the stories that they've been they've been building to. I mean, I think it's weird that they had three title matches on this show. What three days before a show literally called Battle for the Belts? Uh, how many title matches are on that show? Two. 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 Yeah, it's two. <laughs> it's Riho and Baker and Cody and Sammy. It's just weird. Like it was like <sighs> Battle for the Belts. Like and all the promos for it were like it was Hangman with the World Title, the Lucha mm-hmm. Bros with the ta- uh, the tag titles. The, uh, you know, all of these like champions on screen. Yeah. And there's two title matches on it. Yeah. I mean, I guess they'll make some on Rampage. Maybe. Yeah. But you'd have thought. If you wanted people to tune in for this special, you'd have said like whoever it's going to be between Danielson and um, uh, Danielson and Page will face mm-hmm. X, yeah. or whoever's the winner of Jurassic Express and mm-hmm. Lucha Bros will face X. Yeah, have Jade Cargo defend her belt. You know, I mean, and I, to be spoilers. Honest, again, I reckon most of that will be announced on Rampage. Yeah, but it just yeah because this was the first show on TBS, they loaded this with like three big things, mm-hmm. and I think that's probably going to come at the expense of Battle of the Belts. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, sorry. You can't have Cargo defending about That would be two women's matches. <laughs> yeah, uh, we can't be, can't be doing that. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Right, well, let's Man. get into your Ultra Chats because, whoa, as is AEW tradition, oh, damn. we got a bunch of these. Thank you all so much. If you want to get in, uh, involved in the conversation, wrestletalk.com forward slash support and get in your Ultra Chat there above the $5-y-do amount. US, not Canadian or Australian. Don't want them. They suck. Checkmate says, I was at the show live and had a blast. Bittersweet ending to the main event after Phoenix's elbow, but congrats to Jurassic Express. We're all wishing Phoenix a safe recovery. Dynamite wasn't the only show with an injury, sadly. Jam that jam, FTF. That's true, yeah. yeah. So Jake Atlas uh, was signed this week. He was made all elite. And Adam Cole challenged him to a match on this show. Loved his reasoning for that as well. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that in a second. But apparently he got an injury. And that's like your first big match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah, that's really rough. Yeah, yeah, apparently Jake Atlas picked up an injury as well. Yeah, sucks. Charles Berg said that was a really nasty, nasty fall for Ray. It was Sid esque. It really was. Was. Yeah, Danielson and Hangman had a terrific match. Two bloody dads headbutting each other. Punk and MJF said words, good words too. Jade Cargill has such great presence. I like Wardlow squash matches. Jam that jam. 
Roberto says, hey folks, Gorilla Press here. I was there live as I spent some time with Thunder Rosa filming for her vlogs. The Phoenix incident was brutal. Every replay in the arena showed the arm break. Oh, ugh. rough. Yeah, like I, I have seen some people say that, like, I think AEW were a bit exploitative over by showing it. Mm. I would wager they didn't know. Like, yeah. They didn't know. Like, and when I say they didn't know, they didn't know the severity of the injury. Totally. Like in the production truck. Yeah. That would be 100%. my guess. Yeah, yeah. Jaden Jones, it was horrifying injury enough on its own, but after re-watching that match, seeing Ray telling Alex not to set up the table really is a haunting oh, moment. Gosh, Get yeah. well soon, Phoenix. Hey, maybe a TNT title run for Penta in the meantime. Sub to Wrestle Talk. That's yeah, I mean, I guess with Phoenix out, I also wonder if that's gonna change the House of Black stuff. Because Probably. I think a lot of people figured that you were going to have, like, you know, Lucha Bros were going to get their revenge for Pac because Pac misted Black. Mm -hmm. But Pac with the eye patch, Julia Hart with the eye patch, the kind of running theory is they're going to be joining House mm -hmm. of Black along with Brody King. I wonder if they're now going to change that. So it would have been like, you know, Phoenix and Penta versus Black, Brody, and, and Pac trying to get Pac back into their fold. Mm -hmm. Whether you just bring Pac and just do him with Penta. Mm -hmm. against um house of black yeah you could totally do that i i don't know where they're gonna go from here but i was really hoping Brody king was gonna be on this show <laughs> i mean <laughs> you, you were you and the crowd <laughs> uh michaela traub hi friends my buddy rob and i were at the show last night God, so many people so many people it's so cool yeah. to see like you were saying on the nxt show yesterday no one ever emails in to be like i was at the nxt show yeah. last night everybody does that they're all paid <laughs> tinfoil hat theory uh, most of the building didn't realize Phoenix was hurt. It did feel like Jurassic Express wasn't actually meant to win. Also, congrats to Jade. I do like her. I'm just worried that she's still too green. We will get to that mm. shortly. J.S. Wooten said, Phoenix tried to brace his fall, and it was the most human he ever looked. Mm. I don't know why he tried to put his arm down like that, but it's totally friggin' stinks to lose Phoenix for most of the year like that. The Lucha Bros had a... I'm guessing that's a, a bad word. Mm. An S word rain. Yep. And that sucks too. And that's really true. Like I was so thrilled when they won the belts mm -hmm. at all out. And mm. I don't think their reign has been up to much. No, it was a shame because it started off good. You know, I think the feud with FTR was good. There started was a, good. Th there was a few like um missteps along the way, like, you know, the the match at, at Full Gear having like that weird finish with like Dax's injury and stuff. Um, but like they were defending the belts, they were having putting on great matches. So it was like, that's a good start. And then they just kind of and now it's just stopped. Uh, yeah it's a bit of a shame like i said like i just feel that all they did was feud with ftr yeah and even like after all out they were just still feuding with ftr yeah and I, yeah i don't think it was pretty great and philip bowman for now says just saw that clip again that s word looked nasty wishing ray phoenix a speedy recovery as are we yes uh right before we get on with the rest of the show should we give a shout out to this episode's sponsor Pete? yes we should who is this episode's sponsor pete this episode's sponsor is our very own Patreon page. It sure is. Patreon.com Patreon. Patreon forward slash WrestleTalk. It's sponsor cam. It's back. It's better than ever, I think. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. You get so much stuff on our Patreon page. You get access to WrestleTalk Extra, which is a show that Luke and Ollie do every month where they review a retro wrestling show that you guys get to vote on. And the poll for this month's one is up right now. What's on that poll, Pete? Have you got it on oh, the screen? So many things are on the poll, which I had up in, in, the, <laughs> in preparation. There's two. This. There's two shows that are currently leading the pack right now. Can we see it on screen? Uh, sure. Currently, Royal Rumble 2004 and Wrestle Kingdom 11. <gasps> Look how close those votes are, though. 
vote for the Royal Rumble. It's an easier show to watch. It's Royal Rumble 04 and Wrestle Kingdom 11 are the two shows that are front uh, leading the leading the charge right now for patreon.com forward slash rest talk. But not only do you get like the, the, the new episodes and stuff, you get like a backlog oh, yeah, of do. every WrestleTalk extra episode there's ever been, which goes back to like 2017. I was going to say, if you're like looking at this and you're like, why are we on sponsor cam? We don't need this. It's because I wanted to show you what it looks like when you sign up for Patreon. This is my phone right here. I'm going to scroll down through all the podcasts that I am subscribed to. Do, 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 do. Get down to this one here, WrestleTalk Extra. And then I can go here to view all 105 episodes. Oh of all of this back catalogue stuff. Look at all of this. Look how many episodes there are of WrestleTalk After Dark, WrestleTalk Extra. It's still going. I'm still scrolling, Pete. There's so many episodes. Pete, I'm still scrolling. There's and like, the invasion. I think that was only last year. And like, the, the thing is, each of these episodes, they're like deep dives into the show. So they're like, th- they're like three hours long. Three to four hours long. Uh, some of them are like four hours long for some of these shows. There's... An awful lot of content is what we're saying. And you get all of that for five dollars. Oh. Five. Five dollary dues a month. Mental that. Go sign up today at patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk. Production Easy. values here yeah. at WrestleTalk. We do love to see it. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who has signed up for our Patreon. Mm. You're all awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Someone just said, the episodes, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> love Very that. good. Uh, right, let's crack on into the main thrust of this episode, which kicked off with Brian Danielson versus Wangman Page for the AEW World Title, the rematch of their 60-minute time limit draw at Winter is Coming. I said this in my edited review, so mm. I think a lot of people already know my feelings on this. I thought this was better than Winter is Coming. Mm-hmm. I thought this was better than the Omega match at Full Gear. Mm-hmm. And I think this was better than Danielson Omega at Grand Slam. I thought this match absolutely ruled. I think this was better than the full gear match. I don't know if it was better than Grand Slam, but it's very close. And that already is really high praise because I love that match. Um, I think the the full gear match had the more like emotional moments in it you know yeah, the yeah. young bucks nods and the nods of approval and hangman's one and blah, 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 all that stuff but this as an actual match was outstanding work from both of them it was absolutely phenomenal stuff all the way through because they set it up with the with the judges stipulation being that if they go to a time limit draw again then they go to a judge's decision uh, decision and the judges were mark henry paul white and jerry lynn which was cool we got to see those and i was like that's nice um and I like jerry lynn being out there yeah, it felt more like, I don't know, legitimate that Jerry Lynn was out there, right? It's really weird because, you know, you've got two, like, legit former WWE, like, World Heavyweight Champions in yeah. the Big Show and Mark Henry. And yeah. I'm like, like, oh, Jerry Lynn's there. Yeah. Former WWF Light Heavyweight Champion, <laughs> Jerry Lynn. Former X Division Champion, Jerry Lynn's there. <laughs> uh, but what I really liked for this one, though, is that they played off the story of the previous 
draw that they had. Oh, yeah. And the hangman knew he had it won. He hit the box shot before, but couldn't get the pin. So he was going out swinging to be like, right, let's end this. I know I can win. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's finish this right away. Whereas Danielson was taking his time. He was like, no, I'm going to go to 60 minutes because I know I'd win on a judge's decision. Yes. So he's like rolling out the ring, taking his time, doing his star jumps next to the judges. He was like hyper-focused on the judges through the whole thing. Kept doing stuff in front of the judges. Be like, look. I'm winning. During one of the ad breaks, obviously we watched on the fight feed, so we don't get the picture-in-picture thing. He literally dragged Hangman over and was stretching him out in front of the judge to be like, hey guys, look. Are you writing this down? I, I'm, I'm so great. Are you writing down what I'm doing? Are you scoring me <laughs> points for this? When he hit the gotch pile driver, he mm. looked directly at Jerry Lynn to be like, hey Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, I'm doing this move. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> Dad, hey, Jerry, I'm doing this move. Jerry, you know you used to do this move in ECW. <laughs> Look, I'm doing it now. Give me points. It was it was beautiful stuff. Uh, but that's just like one element of it because then they got really hardcore because both of them got busted open and there was so much blood. Oh, so much and, blood. Like it was Hangman. Obviously, he he juiced fairly early on. He hit his head on the the corner of the steps and and bu got busted open. And then from that. Just the visual of Danielson just punching him in the face and getting Hangman's blood all up his hands and up his arms and like, oh, the visual of that looks so, so good. And then later on in the match, Hangman made uh, Danielson um, bleed as well. And then they just started trading headbutts back and forth. It was like, I don't know whose blood is whose anymore. There's was, moment, oh. There was a moment when Danielson got busted open when the commentary team were like, is that Hangman's blood? Or is, <laughs> is, is, is Brian bleeding or is that just Hangman's blood that's just all over Brian's face because of all the headbutts? Yeah. Oh, so good. Then they just, yeah, just like returning head. The story of the match was headbutts. They did so many. Oh my so God. So many headbutts. And they looked great, all of them. Um, that, that exchange where they did the yay boog spots mm. with leaping headbutts at each other. Uh, like it looked so like ungainly to start with, but like. In a good way. Yeah, I mean, like, they kept saying this on commentary as well, and like, I kind of ebbed it in my edited review. This wasn't a match. This was a fight. Mm. This was an absolute fight between these two men, and that's what I really loved about it, and I think that's what separates it away from the 60-minute the time limit draw, while still using that as the basis for this match. That's what I loved about it as well. Like, you went on the, the Dynamite review we did with the time limit draw, mm. so I don't know actually where your uh, thoughts on this lie. Where did you? Where did your thoughts lie on the sixty-minute draw? I thought that it, it was a great match. It was a fantastic match. Um, I did. I. It was the result for me that was a bit like because uh, you just wanted you wanted to something. See hang, you wanted to see Hangman. You want to see Hangman win, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want you want a result out of it, and especially because they just done the time limit draw with Omega, a yeah, Grand yeah. Slam. Mm -hmm. It was, felt like it was too soon to do another big draw like this. Uh, and I understand that part of the story was like, well, Danielson can't get it done, you know? I understand that that's what they want to go for, but just having it so close next to each other just felt, it felt off to me. And that kind of dragged it down a little bit. Still a great match by all means, but I just didn't feel like it was the right result at the time. This, I felt, capitalized on the draw to make this match better and had the big result that you wanted. That's exactly So it just made it yeah. like... Over the top. That, that's that, I'm in complete agreement with you because like I don't I still don't really know where I fall on the, the time limit draw because like like you I wanted to see Hangman win but then again I'm like oh, am I just being worked because mm. I want to see him win and I didn't get given that so like that, that that doesn't make it a bad thing yeah and I think now with this match I do fall down I think the time limit draw was completely the right call mm. because they did everything they could to make you think this was going to go the distance again yeah it started the show just like it did at winter is coming they had the judges there at ringside because it talked about like if this goes to a time limit draw they have the judges there so you as a fan thinking like well you wouldn't put it's Chekhov's 
you know, Chekhov's judges mm. sat there at ringside. They're probably going to go the distance again and we're going to get to a judge's decision. And then Hangman won in 29 minutes mm -hmm. and it was all over that one buckshot. Yep. And that was what Danielson was trying to remove from his arsenal because Danielson knew following the time limit draw, the buckshot is, if he hits the buckshot on me, it's done. Yeah. So I need to take that out of his arsenal early doors. So he's trying, like working over the arm to make sure that he can't do it. And every time that Hangman was going for the buckshot, he was finding a way to get out of it, including that incredible spot when Hangman goes through the buckshot and Danielson just crumples to his knees and falls forward, exactly the same as the Akada Omega Rainmaker spot, which is one of my all-time favorite wrestling moments. Yeah. It was so, so good. And yeah, like I think the, I loved this match because of the time limit draw and everything played out. You mentioned Hangman went into this match 100 miles an hour because mm. he's like, if I can hit the buckshot, I've got this one. Whereas Danielson's like, I'm going to stretch this out to the 60 minutes. I'm going to stall. And what I loved about this, and they brought this up on commentary, Danielson's big critical like criticism of Hangman is he was stalling. Yes. He's stalling in like I've been wrestling all of this time. You've done nothing. You're stalling on having matches. And then Danielson in this match trying to stall and, and time. And Paige is just chasing him around the ring and stuff. And then Danielson used that momentum against him so that he could take over. There was just so many points in this that I absolutely loved. Mm. I popped huge when Hangman started doing star jumps. Oh, oh, what? That was so good. <laughs> so good. It's such a tiny little thing. But as soon as like, it, and it was the visual as well of him just having like blood pouring down his face. Some of it like part dried at that point, And he just looked like, like his eyes were like popping out because the skin was so much darker because of the blood. And he was just staring down at Danielson on the outside and then just started just doing some star jumps on the spot. Oh, I was like, God, oh, was so Hangman. good. Oh, so good. And this is the win that Hangman needed. Yes. To solidify him as the world champion, to solidify him as the top guy in this company. Because I do think there were people going to this match that thought Danielson was going to win. I really do think that a lot of people thought they might put the belt on Danielson. I, know I that, did. I mean, I, Ollie was one of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Ollie's on a campaign to get the belt off of Hangman. Yeah, he hates Hangman. Why does he hate Hangman so much? <laughs> he really doesn't like I him. I don't know what it is about him, but he's just like, <laughs> he just has this vendetta against him. Didn't want to put the title on him for like another year. Now he's got the belt. He's like, he's just trying to do everything he can to get the belt <laughs> off of him. But like, I think that, yeah, he needed this win and this was the right time to do it. And it was such an awesome match. I absolutely loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And if there's anything we know about Brian Danielson, is that he doesn't really lose stuff out of losses because he can just come right back the week after. You're like, oh yeah, he's the greatest wrestler in the world. He's fine. Oh yeah, yeah. He so I, he'll be fine after this. I wouldn't worry too much. Legit the goat. And, and also just very quickly, there's a few other things in this match. Like, you know, there was a little bell lock. Uh, Hangman kicked out of the knee. Yeah, the Bushiko knee, yeah. Oh, what a near fall. That popped me. That was great. Then the Gotch style power driver that stops to the face. Nick out did a power triangle that like, oh, they were so good. It was a triangle, and Hangman was powering up into a power bomb, and Danielson saw that coming, let go of the triangle, and then transitioned to an E-bar. Oh, Dude, it's it just so, so many good things in this match. And like and we kept saying as well, like, this is a, this was a fight. Yeah. But it was a fight with wrestling reversals. <laughs> <laughs> just so good. It's amazing. So if, good. If you haven't seen it. Go out of your way to watch this because I really do think time will be on it. Time will be against it, mm -hmm. but when we have the WrestleTalk Podcast End of Year Awards, mm. I would expect this to get a fair amount of votes. I yeah. don't know if this will get because obviously we've got so much of the year left. Mm. You know, still got twelve, almost all twelve months of it. Yeah, but I do think that this will get a couple of two point one point votes. Yeah. I don't know. That. I don't. I there's going to be so much wrestling this year. I can't see it getting some top level nominations. 
but I think this will certainly get nominations. I think this will end up being in the top 10. I think that's a that's a fairly solid prediction. And also, just very quickly, on that collapsing spot of oh, Danielson falling yeah. down, I love that they keep drawing the comparisons between Danielson and Omega. That's just one of those things yes. that just keeps drawing those lines between them. Yes. So when they eventually come back together, it's like it's just another thing that's like, oh yeah, Danielson and Omega. We still haven't got like a, a big dis- de- decisive winner out of those. Do you know who yet. the winner was there? Yeah. Oh, oh, you're right. So good. Love that. Um, we had the acclaimed cut a promo on Sting and Darby Allen with mm-hmm. them basically calling Sting a baby boomer and being like, my generation will show you how it's done with a viral video. <laughs> it's a kiss. Yeah, yeah. I like it. No mention of Andrade. Like they no. cut back to commentary and then Excalibur was like, oh, and also Andrade started a feud with Darby Allen. But... <laughs> 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 you know, Details. It, it, it's fine. It just, it sums up Andrade's run in AEW thus far. Sure does, it's just yeah. like, a weird debut. Oh, old Luke. What a weird debut he had. Disrespect. And he's just had lots of weird partnerships. You know, he hasn't really had a feud. Isn't it weird that the, the, the three acts that we keep talking about that have been treated weirdly are Andrade, the Lucha Bros, and Santana and Ortiz? Well, you know. Um, right, up next was. I love this so much. <clears throat> MJF versus Captain Sean Dean. Mm. One of MJF's only matches he'll have on Dynamite this year. He only tends to have four or five anyway. And they're about to have a match. CM Punk runs down and MJF bails from the ring. And I was like, it's a weird thing to do, isn't mm. it? And then Punk turns around and he hits Sean Dean with the GTS. And I was like, that's an even weirder thing to yeah, do. Strange. And the bell rang and it was a DQ. And I have got this Pavlovian response that when it happened, I went, oh. <laughs> DQ man AEW don't do DQs that's the other place they do the DQs mm-hmm. and then when they in- Justin Roberts announced the winner of this match as a result of a disqualification Captain Sean Dean I laughed so so hard I was like oh right because <laughs> now MJF is starting off the year zero and one mm-hmm. isn't it nice that wins and losses matter <laughs> I loved it <laughs> Oh my god, I loved this so much. I I think this really worked because of the previous, like, two years. Yep, time. uh, Two and a bit years, the AEW have told you that wins and losses matter, and that the records matter, and the people that are vying for the top titles are the people that have won the most. And MGF said, I want to go for some gold. And CM Punk went, (laughs) no, you can't do that if I'm stopping you from winning, which is exactly what he did. It all makes sense. Yeah, it's good. It's exactly it. Like it's a, we have been conditioned to think that DQs are a bad finish, mm. and that's because if you do them all the time, if you do three on one show, if you do six in a week, if you use it as a way to get out of not making choices, yeah, it is a bad decision. Yeah, but this is a DQ that totally makes sense within its story, and it was a, it's a used as an effective tool in mm-hmm. the same way that like I disagreed with what you and Laurie were saying with the can they coexist last mm-hmm. week. I think we are conditioned to think that can they coexist is a bad story. Can they coexist is not a bad story. It's actually a really good story. To, it's a really good story beat. It just it sucks because we we've been told we think it sucks because it happens so much, and. I, I, I just loved this finish so much. And Punk then getting the mic and being like, I'm just going to do this to you at every match that you have. And it's hard to climb the rankings for a world title if you're not getting any wins. Mm-hmm. A genius, genius bit of that. And then they had this amazing back and forth. And they were talking about, like, you know, bringing up the Roddy Piper in Portland thing again. And MJF said to Punk, do you think, do you think you're Roddy Piper? 
Because the last time I checked, Roddy Piper main evented a WrestleMania. Because mm-hmm. the, the fact that he never main evented a WrestleMania was one of the big reasons that Punk left. One of the reasons why he walked down in 2014. He should have been in that main event with Cena and Rock. I stand by that. Yep. And he was never going to be in a main event of WrestleMania because they never saw him as that guy. So I loved that. And then he had the line, was like, maybe I'll go and I'll main event to WrestleMania because he has mm-hmm. been doing this whole tease of going to WWE. And then Punk had this line, and I love this line. You go. You want to see the grass is greener on the other side? You go and you main event night four of a buy one, get one free extravaganza. You'll just get released and you'll end up back here anyway, and I'll still beat you. Yep. Oh, my God. It was so good. So, so great. The crowd went nuts for it. Yeah. Such a good line. For so many different reasons. So many, like, layers to that. Yeah. Go go, go have a match on night four of a buy one, get one free extravaganza. Then get released faster than you last in the sack. And when you get back, I'll still be here. Is a great line. And the thing is, I know people are going to be like, oh, taking shots at WWE again. But, like, it's not necessarily taking a shot at WWE. It's just kind of telling the truth. It's like, oh, yeah, the releases, they they happened on the same day. (laughs) Later that day, in fact. They did more releases. So, like, it's not they're just, like, saying things for the sake of saying things. It's all, like, true about the company. And they're not just, like, taking shots for no reason kind of thing. And I like that MJF's thing is like, well, I'm going to go to WWE at some point because that that's working the AEW crowd because the AEW so- crowd don't like WWE. That's the point, yeah, right? right? Right, It's 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 great heel stuff. Uh, so yeah, I, I've really enjoyed this. And so it's perfect to do that with Punk because mm. who is the antithesis of WWE? The guy who hates the company so much, the, the company that made that guy hate wrestling yeah. and make him leave, made his life miserable. And I love the fact that MJF is like, oh no, I'm going to go there. Yeah, because a it annoys AEW fans, and it's you know it's annoying. And Punk's like, yeah, go there if you want, but when you get there, it's going to be this terrible experience for you. I I thought it was a a wicked, wicked segment. And then at the end of this, MJF made a match. Next week, it's CM Punk versus Wardlow. Close enough. Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to that because I feel like Wardlow. We might as well mention talk about now. Yeah, yeah, because he had another thing where he did a load of power bombs and it was awesome because i really like wardlow um i'm like that's great he's done his power bomb symphony stuff really looking forward to him having a proper match and now we're having wardlow versus punk i'm like that's good that's a proper match great yeah he's, i feel like the power bomb symphony stuff has like reached its 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 expiration date now i'm like uh, this is like the perfect time for it to move on and it is moving on we're getting wardlow versus punk next week great yeah, perfect timing. I really, really like that. Yeah, he uh, beat Antonio Zambrano. Um, I, I love this match as well because so before the match, the lad tried to escape, mm-hmm. and so Sean Spears hit the C four on the outside when the referee's back was turned, and then rolled him in the ring, and he's just yelling at Wardlow, pin him, mm-hmm. because Spears doesn't want him doing the powerbomb symphony, and then Wardlow was like, no, no, I'm gonna do it anyway. So he does it, and he did like five or six powerbombs and stuff. Each great. time he does it, the crowd get more and more into it. Really, really good stuff. Yeah. Um, back a couple of segments. We got a promo video for Cody versus Sammy and Go Big Show. Yeah. <laughs> I did like the comparison that the first ever match on Dynamite ever was Rhodes versus Guevara. That's nice. I like them referencing their own history. It's a very little thing to do, but it's nice when they do it. I got really worked by all this as well because mm. I didn't think Cody was going to win the belt. <laughs> yeah. I just really didn't. I was like, oh, yeah, he's going into a few with Dan Lambert. He don't need the belt. Like, mm. that would be a Sammy thing. I really thought 
and uh, you know we can talk about some of the dynamite stuff and rampage stuff that we'd missed as well about this by the way that street fight was great that street fight ruled oh, I still haven't seen it. someone tweeted me really angrily being like why haven't you watched the street fight yet i was like <laughs> i did watch it <laughs> so what else didn't watch it i watched it the day it happened <laughs> everyone else getting mad at you guys for yeah. not watching it um i thought it ruled and so i thought i genuinely thought to myself the story they're telling here and they were telling this on commentary is that no one has walked in on their first night and become champion and become TNT champion or in their first big match has become t- uh, TNT champion. And Sammy beat a lot of those guys. He beat Jay Lethal. He beat Tony Nese. There was another guy that he beat as well that was like, as my first try. Oh, Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish, yeah. So like they were telling this story and I was like, okay, and this is going to build to someone like an Isaiah Swerve Scott mm-hmm. or, you know, like Shane Strickland, as, uh, Keith Lee or something like this is going to debut and they're going to win the and TNT win the title on their first night. And I was like, that's the story that they're telling. But then Cody won. Yeah. And I'm like, what is the story you're telling here? <laughs> are they telling one? I don't think they are now. Uh, it's, and that, it's again, it was things. done because it was it was a Christmas thing. Mm. So you changed the title because it was a Christmas show. And you're like, well, it's a Christmas show. I guess we've got to change a title. And that was the title they chose to change. You reckon Sammy's winning it back? Oh, I mean, I suppose he could do. I d- yeah, I, I, do, I don't know what's worse, honestly. <laughs> I don't want Cody to have the belt, but also I don't want them to hotshot the belt at the same time. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know. Um, then we had Chris Jericho and his dyed hair come out for a promo. Yeah. He did some Terrence and Philip jokes. Who were, And I was like, he called them like oh, Terrence and Philip. I'm like, Chris, you're Canadian. I don't know what Terrence and Philip is or from, was. They're the, they're the Canadian characters from South Park. Great. And I'm like... Chris, you're Canadian. Yeah. Like, you're also Terrence and Philip. Mm-hmm. And then he called them Squarehead and Pinhead. This did not get over with the it crowd. Was, it, was not, it was not really, it's not funny. And thankfully, and then thankfully, Eddie Kingston came down to try and save the segment. Santana and Ortiz, like Garcia tried to attack Eddie and Santana and Ortiz ran them off. I'm, I am into a Kingston-Jericho feud. Mm. So into it. Yeah. And I've really liked all of the stuff they've done for this so far. Like, I like Jericho saying, like, I didn't come down to save Eddie Kingston. I came down to beat up 2.0. I was like, surely you came down to save your inner circle. Yeah, <laughs> Santana and Ortiz, those people that haven't been feuding over the tag titles for you, Jericho. Yeah, surely you came down to save them, not, yeah. not just yourself, Jericho. Yeah. And then, so I've, I've liked all of the stuff they've done, but I didn't think this segment was good. No, I didn't either. I didn't think Jericho's comedy got over at all. Nope. It wasn't very funny. Didn't really, and like the segment ended when they came out. They didn't even really like brawl. It was just like they came out and then they ran off, and there you go. Yeah. It was like, it was, it was a nothing segment, really. It was quite nice, really, when you think about it, that Jericho hasn't been on TBS since 1999. And the last time that everyone was making Terrence and Philip jokes was 1999. Yeah, that yeah, checks out. Yeah. Um, just very quickly, we've had the results in from the uh, the poll in the chat. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mod, uh, Mod Mother Jenner has run that for, for us. Uh, was you. it an audible in the tag title match, Lucha Bros versus uh, Jurassic Express? No, 52%. Yes, 47%. It should be 48, you know, maths, whatever. 583 votes in that one. Man, that's split. So close. That's really split. Yeah, yeah. Only just knowing the majority. I think with the lights out, it wasn't... I think they were always going to lose the belts. I I, I don't know, because the lights out didn't happen at the finish, though. That's the thing. So it could be that the lights out was like, oh, they cost him there. Like They, they stopped him winning here, but then the Lucha Bros still win, so they're still going to enter that tag title feud. It's just a foreshadowing for the future. Maybe. I don't maybe, know. Maybe. I could, I it, could it's see a stretch. That. It's a stretch. I just don't know what to believe anymore. I, I, I could see that. I, I Yeah, if you were to make that argument with me, I'd be very curious to see, like, 
if there are, if a report comes out about this. Mm. Like I'm sure Sean's looking into it. Yeah. Uh, we then got a promo video for Jake Atlas being all elite, and mm-hmm. then uh, not disputed era kind of promo backstage. I really like this. So Cole addressed the fact that Kyle kicked him in the face mm-hmm. on Dynamite last week, and he was like, "Dude, it was an accident. Like these things happen in wrestling." Um, you're here. Bobby's here. We're together. What's important is the Young Bucks came down to make the save. We're a super group. We're like the best. We can completely take over AEW. And Kyle O'Reilly does not look like he is on board with this idea. Not yet. Not I, yet. I am so into this story. Give him time. Oh my God. He'll oh. come around. Give him time. <laughs> Give him time. Pete. Pete, I'm so into this story. I just. I'll, I want my undisputed era. I just want them all to be the cocky assholes they were in NXT again. I want them back. So madly into this. Yeah. I'm so I'm so invested in this story, and I cannot wait to see where this goes. Mm. Like I I love listening to you and Laurie talk about this on the Dynamite review last week because I had the same things when I was watching it and being like. I don't know what Cole's going to do. Yeah. There was that ultra chat that came in. It was like, what if it's none of them and it's actually the kingdom? And I was like, that's also a really <laughs> good idea. <laughs> yeah. Loved all of this. And I also, <laughs> I love way too hard. At, uh, Cole ended this going like, turn the camera off, Brandon. And Cole goes, yeah, turn it off, Landon. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, feel, I, I feel like it was that one line just for me, just, just like washed away all of the the failed cool Kyle stuff from NXT, and it just made me like, oh yes, this is comedy goofball, but very serious wrestler <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly. This is the perfect <laughs> blend of Kyle that I've missed. Turn off Landon. Cut it, Landon. Oh, oh my god, I stuff. loved it so much. I laughed way too much at that that he it's called great. him Landon. Yeah. Also, like I did think this when di- when Kyle Dial when Kyle debuted. Mm-hmm. I haven't been on a show since Kyle came yeah, back. Like this Christ, is this yeah. is my first episode of AEW mm. reviewing it since Kyle came back. I love the fact that he just cut his hair off. Yeah. He's just like, oh I'm done with that cool Kyle stuff. Like, <laughs> that is an That's done. that is an NXT 2.0 thing that I was not into. Mm-hmm. I am shaving that all off. <laughs> I'm gonna be Kyle O'Reilly again, thanks. Uh we got the Wardlow match that we talked about, a promo package for um Layla Hirsch versus Chris Statlander. Hey, that's like the fifth women's storyline in nice. AEW at the moment. You want to put someone dynamite? That'd be cool. No. Uh, we've got the... <laughs> I mean, what you have to Christmas Day. Like. Yeah. 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 Come on, guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a broken record of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. I've been banging on about this since day one of Dynamite. Yeah. And it's still... We're here nearly three years later and it's still one match a card. Like, and I, and I, there'll be people who would tweet me after this, or people writing comments, and they're being like, "The division's not ready yet." And I'm like, "What else do you need? Yeah, what more are you waiting for? What else are you waiting for with this? Because clearly, you've got enough to put on one match a week, mm-hmm. and like, and you've got five storylines going on. You could, de- you could, you could give more TV time to this. Like, friggin' hell, that episode of Dynamite, the, the Holiday Bash one or whatever it was, that had like two multi-man tag matches. There was a 10-man tag and a 6-man tag. And 16 men were on that show. And then uh, Chris Statlander versus Layla Hirsch in a one-on-one singles match. Yeah. I'm like, so you got room on your card to have 16 men on a card mm-hmm. and just one one women's match. Yeah. And then you cut to this, it's one women's match. It's happening next week, it's one women's match. It's happening next week, that's just one women's match. Like, it's there. Yeah. And you you cannot use. Oh man, I didn't I didn't think I was going to go on a tear about this. I, I really you know, didn't think on this show. There's literally no excuse for it now. No, 
There isn't. And especially with all the stars that they've got in recently. All the people that they've signed. Come on! Come on, guys. Jesus. And then people are just like, oh, well, they're all too green. They're all too green. Gave friggin' Jade Cargill the belt! (laughs) (laughs) I love Jade Cargill. She's great. I think Jade Cargill is awesome. Yeah. I really do think she is. And I, I did wonder whether some people would come down on me for my comments I made in the edited review. Because mm-hmm. it was Cargill versus Soho for the TBS Championship. And I've been saying throughout this tournament, which has been going on for quite a while, love Jade Cargill. I really feel like this whole tournament is being built to give her the belt. She's already named it that bitch show. Like she's on TBS. It totally makes sense. This whole tournament felt like it was designed for her. Mm-hmm. Totally get that. There were just other women in that in that division in that tournament that were doing way better work yeah and for me yeah she's got 100 like star power she has got incredible charisma about her she has just got presence but i'm looking at the match that like soho and statlander had and i'm like oh well, that feels like a main event to a tournament or you know the match that like uh, nyla rosen so had i was like well that feels like the main event of a tournament this didn't feel like the main event of the tournament no. i actually thought the match that uh cargill had with thunder rosa uh, was actually was better than this. I really, I really, I really, really liked that match. Yeah, and this match was good, and I liked that they were working over Soho's shoulder. She got injured during the Nyla Rose match, which I thought you know was a nice little bit of storytelling there. But they were putting over heavily on commentary. Ruby's been doing this for eleven years, or however many long it is, might be actually longer than that. Jade Cargill's been doing this for eleven months, mm-hmm. and Jade Cargill looks every bit of those eleven months. Yes, she does. And that is, and that's that's fine. If you've only been wrestling for eleven months, you're going to look like you've only been wrestling for eleven months. If it's me though, I don't think I'm putting the title on that person. I think it shows great confidence mm-hmm. in them, and I applaud AEW for that. But when I'm looking at the rest of that women's division, I think I could pick out five or six people I probably would have put the belt on before Jade Cargill. Yeah, I. There's <sighs> nothing against Jade. No, I think I think she's fantastic, but it she did in this match in particular you could see that she was a little bit inexperienced. Like, the timing was off for a few little bits and pieces. There was a couple of bits where they're, like, I don't know whether they just, like, didn't click in the ring or they didn't have the chemistry or whatever it was. There was something that just kind of held back a little bit. A couple of the spots were a little bit rushed or, like, timing wasn't quite there. Uh, even, like, the, the finishing spot, which was an avalanche jaded, like, she caught her and she was standing on the middle rope and then she looked like she wanted to stand up on the top rope. Yeah. And then she, like, put her leg up and then was like, no, I'm not going to do that, and then went back down again. And it just looked a little bit, like, awkward at the end that it just that just kind of summed up the whole match like it was still good but it you could tell that there was an inexperienced wrestler in the ring uh and that's the person that won and you know and some people you know it's a baptism by fire and maybe now as the champion she's just going to get better and better and better week on week and we're just going to watch her grow and it's going to become an incredible performer because she has that much potential but just right now it doesn't feel like she's at that level just yet there was um someone made this point earlier in the week as well and i actually really agree with this as well that after the big swell stuff mm-hmm. that happened at the weekend mm-hmm. and Tony's very ill-advised tweet about it, like, man, you want to, you want to talk about an unprofessional response yeah, to, to legit criticism. <clears throat> yeah. Smegging out, Tony. Like, that yeah. was ill-advised. That whatever was going to happen in this match, it was going to get heat from a certain portion of the fan base. Sure. Because either... Ruby was going to win, mm-hmm. and people would use that unfairly then as ammunition to be like, "This is AEW once again keeping down uh, African American talents." Yeah. Or Jade was going to win, and the other side would be like, "They're only doing that because of the big swell Tony Khan thing." Mm-hmm. Whereas my argument would be, 
it was clearly designed from day one of yeah. this tournament that Jade Cargill was going to win. Yeah. This whole tournament was built for her. Mm-hmm. So I do think that it's going to be weaponized by some portions of the wrestling fan base, and that sucks. Yeah. I think that really does suck. I can even see it in the chat at the moment. Yeah. Like uh, people being like, this is only because of the big swell thing. And it, and it really is. And I think it's not. And I really do think you need to have a word with yourself if you think it is. Mm-hmm. With all of that said, I like big, I, I really do like Jade Cargill. Yeah. I think she's got incredible. Like, she came out, she looks awesome. She's great. And the other thing, actually, well, like to put over the, the match slightly, uh, I love the fact that they put, they made her do it all on her own. Mm-hmm. Like Mercedes Martinez came out at one point, Thunder Rosa came out and stopped Mercedes Martinez. Smart Mark Sterling was ejected from ringside. So Jade Cargill won this without any, there was two you know options for interference. Neither of those happened. She won this on her own, on her own merit. And when I saw her daughter was at ringside, I was like, yeah, she's 100% winning this. Yeah. And that photo of her holding up her kid in one arm and the side of the other hand, I was like, that's awesome. Yes. Like 100% the absolute right decision. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, credit to Cargill. Clearly you're right. Like the, 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 the spot that was to finish this match was going to be a top rope Jade mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Jade realized I cannot get into that position. So she just didn't do it. Yeah. I think that actually is quite a that that's some good experience to have there because mm-hmm. I think inexperience would have been like well the spot is I need to do this mm-hmm. and I want to do this but she looked at it, I was like that's not going to work yeah so I'm just going to do this instead mm-hmm. and that's a credit to her for that yeah I thought it was really good yeah it, it was a nice uh, adaptation like it looked a little bit awkward when she like went for it and then didn't but I think she made the right choice into not doing it and just instead going for the middle row because it still looked very good. Yeah. Crazy. Um, we are going very long on this show, aren't we? Yeah. God, uh, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, also, she is. kicked out of no future. Hot damn. Yeah, that what a near fall that was. That was great, well. wasn't it? A really, really good near fall. Yeah. Um, I'm all for, I, I hope Jade flies with this. Mm. I really do. I really hope that this, like in this next year, we're going to see like some really awesome stuff out of Jade. I really do. And also like there's enough really experienced women on that roster that can. I don't want to use the word carry, mm-hmm. but could carry her to some like really good matches. Absolutely, yeah. I just do, and I will say this now, and I said this in the end of the review, it's notable that Thunder Rosa got a bigger ovation for just running out than yeah. either of the women in the main event got. Yeah. Oh, either of the women in the match got. Like for yeah. any, anything they did in ring, Thunder Rosa's reaction was bigger. Because, you know, she's over. I do think that part of that Thunder Rosa stuff was because I thought, think some people saw Mercedes Martinez were like, oh God, Jade's going to win by distraction. And then Thunder Rosa said, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's not. Great. Uh, speaking of awesome women on this show, they were all just bunched together. Mm. Jim Ross sat down with Serena Deeb to put over her feud with Hikaru Shida. Um, yeah, I'm glad that they're doing more of this stuff on TV. I think that they have lost all momentum from this feud, though, by yep. delaying it for so long. Yep. Uh, and then we've got Malachi Black versus Brian Pillman Jr. Julia Hart was out there wearing an eye patch. Tony Khan sure does love his eye patches. <laughs> Great, isn't um, Pillman, like, really took it to uh, Malachi in this. Mm-hmm. Like, really came out, like, firing. I th- I th- did a really good story in that, like, you know, looking to get not just revenge for Julia, but also revenge for Griff Garrison. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, man, like... The, the finish was bollocks a little bit. Because <laughs> a little bit. Pillman was meant to jump up on the top rope and do his springboard, flying Brian thing, or air Pillman, whatever he calls it. And then mm-hmm. Malachi catches him with the uh, the black mass. Mm-hmm. And Pillman biffed it something fierce, fell on his face, but recovered so quickly. Yeah. And man, watching the gift, because Matthew uh, posted this, man, how crisp Malachi Black is. He saw him fall down. 
just took a slight step backwards so he was in a better position because mm-hmm. he just like since he stands up I'm gonna hit this yeah honestly it looked like they did it on purpose yeah genuinely because first time I watched it, I was like oh I see because he's like inexperienced or whatever okay that makes sense and then you know Malachi just capitalizes on a mistake that he made that makes sense that's fine and then I went back and watched it again and I was like oh no that was a botch that's <laughs> yeah, a straight right. up botch right yeah, there right um but no it was it was still really cool uh I liked it uh I didn't like the bit that came after though this bit was anticlimactic. Yeah, so what happened after the match was uh, Lucha Bros came out because they're looking to get revenge for Pac because Malachi missed him uh, a few mm-hmm. weeks back and Pac hasn't been seen since. Nothing he actually has been on TV. I think he came out with an eye patch. I think he... Has he been seen on TV? I, don't, I can't remember. And I watched that show. Up. And then... So the Lucha Bros came out and the lights went out. Mm. And because we have had the last few weeks of like debut, 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 debut... The crowd started chanting for Brody because mm-hmm. the word got out that Brody King has signed with AEW. Apparently, it's been signed since Thanksgiving last year. So we've been sort of like waiting for the debut of Brody King. It's going to come in. House of Black is going to get started. So the crowd are going Brody, 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 Brody. Lights come back up. Malachi and Lucha Bros had switched places, mm-hmm. and that was it. And the crowd went, oh, yeah. I un- look. I understand <laughs> that the lights out is Malachi Black's thing. Mm-hmm. Wrestling fans have been conditioned for decades that the lights out means something special is happening. I know it's his thing, but when it happens and when people are expecting something big to happen and the setup is baby faces are coming down to attack the heel, lights out, <gasps> the heel's going to get some backup. Ah, he's, he's teleported. Yeah, it's it, not. Yeah, it's it was it's foreshadowing for the, which is why you know the later on I think the you know, the lights going out during mm. the Lucha Bros match is just more foreshadowing of of Brody King coming in. Absolutely. And I I'm I'm torn on this because is that AEW's fault or is that fans' fault? Is it our fault that we're expecting a debut because the lights have gone out, or is it AEW's fault for? I don't even because I don't think they made us think that that's. I, I think we as fans because I thought Brody King was debuting here in the same way that I thought the Briscoes were going to come mm-hmm. out when the lights went down and actually turned out to be Darby and Stink. Yeah. So like, is that the company or is that fans? Oh, I, I don't th- know. I don't know. On I that, don't to be know. Honest. I don't know because I can see both sides yeah. of the argument because I do think like the more you like the more you do it, the less important it, like the less special it feels. I'm gonna say. For this one, this was AEW's fault because you could have done Malachi Black getting away without doing the lights. And they know what the lights mean. I understand that's they use it for Malachi Black's entrance and that's great, perfect. That's what it should be used for. And they have done it for his exits as well. They have, but not for this one. Where, where, <laughs> but like when you have, it's not even the, the, the teaser Brody King or whatever. It's the, the numbers advantage was for the baby faces. So when the light comes out, you're expecting some, like lights going out means someone's coming out. That's just like a, a story wrestling tradition, right? Yeah. So with the but, exception of Malachi. Because Malachi I, does this when he does entrances and he does it when he's doing his exits as well. But he's also just walked out sometimes and not used the light as yeah. well. So like, I feel that you could do it without the light. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man, because I, I don't think, even if they did the lights for like every single Malico Black entrance and exit, I still think fans would get excited when the lights cut out because that's yeah, yeah. just a thing. You're not, you're not going to be worn down. But is that the company's fault or is that fans' that's fault? That's the company's fault for not realizing <laughs> what the fans think. 
Because the fans won't change, all right? If you use the lights for every single thing, I, I feel like that is the one exception to the rule of diminishing returns. Lights will never not be exciting. It's all very right? true, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know on this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm I I think it's a very I mean a very interesting uh, topic to yeah. discuss because I I generally have I've got no dog in the fight. Yeah, no, like I don't really know which side I've fallen on. Either. To be honest. It's, yeah, but it's like actually the one I did make me and I actually laughed out loud at this because mm. it, I felt so bad for them. But it was when um, it was on an episode of Rampage or Dynamite. It might have been last. I think it was last week. And Malachi was on the entrance, mm-hmm. and then the lights went down. Yeah. And they came back up to be like, oh, and Malachi is gone. Yeah. But you could just see him walking down the ramp at <laughs> the back. <laughs> like, oh, they went up like five seconds too early. Yeah. <laughs> it was going <just, laughs> to be like, ooh, he's disappeared. Like, no, I can see him. He's there. I can see him just there. He's just going around the corner. He's, he's saying hello to Tony in the in gorilla. <laughs> Uh, and then we got the main event. Oh, no, we didn't. Sorry. Um, uh, Brits interrupted a Ruby Soho promo. They're having a tag match on Rampage. It's, mm-hmm. Ruby, it's, it's Ruby and Riho versus Stat, uh, Baker and Rebel or Hater? I don't know. One of the two. They're having a tag match. Doesn't matter. Hooks yeah. on Rampage. That's Hook! Hooks! Hooks on Rampage. Love that's hook. the thing that makes the... Uh, that's the... I haven't got to talk about Hook even. Oh, my God! Hook's rad. Hook's the best. I bought a Hook t-shirt. I want a Hook t-shirt. <laughs> I bought a Hook t-shirt. Ah! There's um, there's a, a like a New Year's sale on mm. um, aewshop.com. Yep. Use the code yep. and get like 12% off, which basically means like, 20% off, which means for us, you get shipping free. Nice. Um, yeah, so I, I bought a Hook t-shirt. I want a Hook t-shirt. Not bad. A white one that just says Hook on it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's, I want it. that's right. A plain white t-shirt that just says Hook on it. <laughs> I could print that myself, but no, I'm getting this version. I'm going to buy it. It's I love rad. Hook. Um, also, the other thing we didn't talk about was this support WrestleTalk sign in the crowd. Hey, thank you so much for that. Look at that. What a great person that is. Thank you. Thank you all so much. So, anyway, okay, uh, let's talk about the poll then. I I love this show. I gave it the full five out of five. Because even the things that I could have minor quibbles about, I'm like, I think the stuff that really shone on this show shone. <laughs> I've been off for a while. <laughs> Me, me, no talk. Great. Yeah, um, I'm quite tired. Mm, yeah, my date. I'm not getting a lot of sleep, Pete. That's um, what parenthood does to you, man. It really does, and yeah. it's, and, it, and I'm loving it. But yeah. boy, howdy, am I tired? Yeah. So the shun that shines, shun. <laughs> five out of five. That's what I thought. Four for me was good. Well, the rest of uh, the uh, Patreon, uh, Patreon, the community poll were in agreement with me by the looks of things. Um, massively in favor there for five out of five and four out of five. That is 56%, mm-hmm. five out of five, 32%, four out of five. But as I said, going through the comments that were left on there, a lot of people were saying four out of five would have been a five out of five if not for the Phoenix injury. I think that makes which sense. Which I, I completely, yeah, yeah I, I get that. And also, just before we get into the end of the Ultra Chats and the Patreon shoutouts and things, uh, we didn't talk about the best thing on the show, which was the Lucha Bros coming out, going to the back, <laughs> yeah. and then coming out again for, <laughs> for the main event match. Yeah. So, that was weird, wasn't it? They literally came out for that angle with Malachi Black. Mm-hmm. We stood in the ring when Malachi did his like lights out thing. Yeah. And then they cut to an ad break, and I'm like, oh, cool, they'll come back. Lucha Bros will still be in the ring, and Jurassic mm-hmm. Express will make their entrance. Yeah. No, they went to the back to do their full entrance again. <laughs> it was weird, that. It's like having, <laughs> Why are you doing it's that? It's like having two Cody Rhodes. <laughs>
Anyway, let's get into your Patreon shoutouts. Thank you all so much for our $25 and above Patreon pledge hammers. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Go over there, sign up today. The poll is currently running for WrestleTalk Extra. Come on, Royal Rumble 04. As much as I would love to do Wrestle Kingdom 11, I like doing the Rumble shows. I think Rumble shows are really fun to review. And we've got a whole back catalog going back to 2017. That's how far back the Wrestle Extras go. The first one we did was Money in the Bank 2011. Mm, once per month. So you can do the math on that one. 12 times lots. There you go. Yep. Speak good. Um, but we also give a shout out to our $25 and above Patreon Pledge Hammers with the Hall of Fame music and special names like this one. He's a sexy man. Sexy man. Not an Andrew Gross man. Gross man. Thank you. Fantastic. Mr. Good Old Fox. He's no jackass, Dano. Can't believe you're not excited about Johnny Knoxville being in the Royal Rumble. I was just about to ask you. <laughs> I don't care. I haven't been this excited for a Royal Rumble in years. <laughs> I, on my 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 friend's uh, group chat that we've got, one of my friends uh, sent me a, uh, an Instagram post from Johnny Knoxville about the Rumble. She was like, have I missed something? And I'm like, yeah, he's going to be in the Rumble. She was like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I had this thing where I was like, Louis tweeted up being like, I mean, is Johnny Knoxville being in the Rumble a really good idea? And I wanted to be back to him. I was like, yeah, he was really famous 22 years ago. And I thought, oh, he's only like 19. So he was famous before like Louis was even born. He got a twinkle in his dad's eye when yeah. Johnny Knoxville was like one of the biggest stars on MTV. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm, I'm pushing 40, so I'm mad excited for yeah. Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville's got a new movie coming out. Yeah, you bet your ass I'm going to be there opening day to go and see mm-hmm. that. I'm super pumped that he's in the Rumble. And as my friend said, a very relevant name these days. <laughs> he's uh, got a movie coming out. His <laughs> last one, Jackass 3, did like massive amounts of money. He's got a big film coming out from Paramount. The Roller Coaster. Robert Acosta. It's a comeback tour. Johnny Knoxville's great still. <laughs> More like Johnny Notville. Got him. Got him. WrestleTalk's personal ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. The rude ruler, Ruben. I'm just saying, Pete, like, would you be excited for the Rumble, like, if Johnny Knoxville wasn't in it? I mean, yeah, it's a Rumble. You always get excited for Rumbles. Yeah, but now yeah. I'm like, now I'm like more excited. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, to be fair, he's probably going to do something stupid. Right? Like, he's going to get thrown out by Omos, and he's going to get oh. thrown, like, 17 miles and take a huge bump, right? And that'll be quite fun. Like, I, I I'm, know a lot of people don't like it. Mm. The Drew Carey spot in the Royal Rumble 2001 is one of the all-time great Royal Rumble moments. I feel like that's slight hyperbole. I, oh, would call, I would call it very good. Oh, no. Legit. One of the all-time great Rumble moments is Drew Carey in the ring. The Hardy <clears> Boys <throat> fight, and they fall outside the ring. Drew Carey's in there on his own, and then it's Kane that comes down mm-hmm. next. Oh, my God. It's like, and then even better, the Honky Tonk Man comes <laughs> out. It's legit. It might be the greatest Royal Rumble moment ever. And we that's, could get another one of those with Johnny Knoxville. That's hyperbole. It's, not, it really isn't. That's Legit. not true, is it? Name me one other better moment. <laughs> one what? other? It's all about Pete. It's, I'm asking for such a... <laughs> no one can do it. No one can name one other moment that is better than Drew Carey being in the Rumble. <laughs> and not Tilo Brown. <laughs> is it you next? I forget. <laughs> I, know, I just did... I did uh, Rust Talk's personal ring announcers. Yeah, but I did the rule of the room. Oh, did you? Yeah. Sorry. L-I-W's American Muscle. Someone's just it's like, the music is playing. Read the names. <laughs> L-I-W's American Muscle, Tyler Gamola. Shield Maiden, the Zornis. Barbaric, Garrick Morgan. 
Ronald Coleman, baby! Chris, the Cypriot Sensation Patrol. I'm just saying that that whole running thing with Heath Slater, that's a better spot than Drew Carey. With Heath Slater not getting in the ring and then getting in the, uh, getting in eliminating Sheamus, that's better than oh, yeah, Drew that, Carey. That spot. was pretty good. It's a yeah. close second. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, he can last Sean for longer than you in the ring. Oh my god. Thank great. you, our patron, patron pledge Chavis. Thank you so much. Uh, you can know, like, really. This is what happens when Ollie's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie would have been like, we're nine minutes over the yeah. hour mark. We've got all the ultra chats again. Rails? Well. What are those? Thank you all so much for your Ultra Chats. Ding, ding, ding. This is your last call. Hannah Allen with ugh, Australian dollars said, uh, so glad we get to see something like MJF and Punk. I'm a goody two-shoes IRL. Quiet, polite, kind, polite, and all the time, almost anyone. There's just something about two men cutting actual promos. Chef's kiss. Way fantastic. Only kayfabe, of course. Hashtag blessed. Mm. Uh, and continues, Page versus Danielson. The storytelling from the get-go, Hangman doesn't want to waste time. The continuity with Danielson's behavior, not only with Page, but extended to the judges. This makes my top 10 faves. Honestly, no words. Hashtag JTG. Hashtag DAD. Hashtag LIW for life. Did you say JTG? I did. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Not as good a rumble entrant as <laughs> Drew Carey. <laughs> I watched a rumble with him in literally yesterday. Yep. Jacob Smith, happy new year, guys. So happy Jurassic Express won the titles as it elevates the division, which suffered in the Bucks' reign. Christian's betrayal and feud with Jungle Boy will hit harder later, imploding during the trio's title tournament, which I will manifest into existence. What if Christian Cage costs Jurassic Express the titles? I think he will do that. Mm. 100% yeah. I think he will yeah, do yeah. down the line. The jealousy will grow deep. <clears throat> Zoe Sung, no, I'm not happy. Yes, I was despondent. Yes, I really do like Jade. She storm, that's lit. Mm. I'm sad about Ruby, though. Also, I'm so sorry, Pete. I left the Wrestle Talk top babyface alone on a terrible week of uh, week of WWE Friday Pokedex. Thank you. I need I, <laughs> I I need more Pokedex stuff, please. So yeah, get that in for for Rampage and SmackDown. Thank you. Uh, and Zoe continues. Uh, also, when Brian Danielson does the kicks to the face, I shouted, "He's doing the steppies." <laughs> I'll read that again. He's doing the steppies. And mm. my boyfriend looked at me with fear. I'm not sure I'm sane anymore. Mm. Well, from now on, I'm going to call them the steppies. The steppies. Uh, it's, still, it's not as ridiculous a name as the boom, in all fairness. It is fair. You're absolutely right on that yeah. one. Uh, I'll do a couple more, then I'll hand over to you. Punk sure. Rocks and Soda. I called it when I said Brian being a marathon man was a great character choice for him. This match will 100% be brought up by the end of the year. Genuinely loved it. Kevin May, hey, mateys, I loved 99% of the show last night. The other 1%, Chris's catchphrase, Jericho, really isn't for me. Other than that, an excellent show. As for your thumbnail, a reminder, if one was needed, of what these people do to entertain us, take care all. Indeed. 100% on that. As well, I said in the edited review as well, like, people put their bodies on the line mm. for our entertainment and uh, full credit to them. Wouldn't yeah. catch me doing it. Yeah. I do. I, I sit in a chair. Mm. Sure do. CJ Thornton, prayers for a speedy recovery for Ray Phoenix. Looked nasty. Otherwise, love this show from top to bottom. Weird tagging. But have you guys ever heard of the Mothman? My town is the home of it, but wasn't sure if its knowledge is international. Love y'all, JTJ. I do know of the Mothman. He's in the new Horrified game. Is that not a Batman villain? 
not a bad name, <laughs> no. Or like an offspring, like a, a human version of Mothra. Yeah. No, no, it's um, yeah, like American folklore thing. It's in the new Horrified game, which Adam yeah. got. Nice. Oh, hot tag over to you. Sure, yeah. Uh, Dartrain24 said, I love watching AEW reviews. It's so amazing to see you guys excited and passionate. That's what Danielson versus Paige will do to oh, you. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Jester Design says, uh, Jade may not be the best in the ring, but she started wrestling y- last year. It'll be okay. Her star power is exactly what the network title needs, in my opinion. People see her and ask, who is that? She can draw casual eyes to the product. That's true. That is true, actually, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Ten Ruzza says, Hey guys, it was a great show today and I'm very happy for Jade. But after watching Wrestle Kingdom both nights, it was very hard to watch the American style apart from Danielson and Paige. That was glorious. Danielson versus Shibata. New Japan versus Noah. Let's go! I haven't actually got to catch up on Wrestle Kingdom mm. Yeah, I saw um, Akada Osprey, which mm-hmm. was awesome yeah really 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 good stuff but man yeah there's a lot of stuff on on wrestling that we need to catch up on mm-hmm. apparently a uh, uh shingo okada from night one is awesome yeah i had that was real good yeah are you trying to tell me that a match between shingo takaki because <laughs> of okada was was good good <laughs> crazy uh you surprised me please. yeah i know uh bacon rasher says hi lads for me the best part of the opener uh for me was a bloody hangman doing jumping jack to the corner while danielson was down what a match and great way to start the show also great to see the vince cam back as sponsor cam <laughs> like do you see this from raw they had oh, the backstage yeah. segment with, <laughs> with Vince and Austin Theory, and they had a separate camera the just cam- for Vince. The two camera setup. <laughs> what is this company? What is Raw? <laughs> like, I know you did this for NXT as a thumbnail recently. Like, what is it? What is Raw I these days? I don't know. It's, it's like me and Ollie said. It's like, they're really good at production, but they're really bad at production. Awful at times. Yeah. Like, they're Liv Morgan attacking Becky Lynch. <laughs> that was bad. So rubbish. <laughs> And then you watch other things, you're like, man, these are the best video packages you're ever going to see from any wrestling Absolutely. promotion. And then suddenly you watch like those Vince was like, how is this the same company? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh, at least AEW is in- consistent with its bad production. Yeah, totally, yeah. Uh, and also, Baker Match finishes by saying, LIW444 now, AP. No, that's not how it goes. It's 444 life. You're in trouble, are you? You spent away from tempo. No, of course not. Oh, okay. No, why would we? Well, I don't know. He just said that. You're just, you're just creating tension where there is none. I didn't now say I it. feel like I'm having to defend it. There's <laughs> nothing there. I didn't say you're breaking up with I him. I said I'm fine, all right? You said you're breaking up with him. I did not say that at all. OGP, yeah, you know me, said that's uh, that Phoenix spot was bad. I saw him grab his arm and was looking out in the replay and instantly regretted it. Lol. Also, Jade's match wasn't great, but was good. The visual of everyone standing before her avalanche jaded is one for the books, though. Hashtag that bitch. That is a brilliant way to put it. Mm. Wasn't great, but it was good. Yeah. Like, I don't think you could say it was a bad match. No, it wasn't. No, it was good. I've seen way worse. Yeah. Uh, James Handley says, uh, This Dynamite was fantastic with the worst ending that's nobody's fault. I look forward to Ray's return and I hope he takes time and gets better. On a happy, on a happier note, I laughed my ass off with the DQ. <laughs> I call Wardlow turning face in his hometown of Cleveland. Ooh, jam that jam. That's a really good... I didn't know he was from Cleveland. Mm. So Howard the Duck joke. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I can see that. That, that. I mean, that face turn's been coming for a while, mm. so... Hopefully, sometime soon. That's what you come to the Rust Talk podcast for, the AW reviews. Yeah. Howard the Duck <laughs> references. And I'm taking the piss out of Jericho. Cleveland. Oh, you're the problem. DX Solo's been a member for five months in a row. Yeah, yeah. DX Solo. Uh, anyone else feel like Matt Lee of 2.0 looks like he could be another brother in the gun club? <laughs> or is that just me? Uh, anyway, cheers to both of you. Uh, you're wrong there, DX Solo, because it's the ass boys. <laughs> The ass boys. 
the ass. Uh, just seeing how many more we had. Uh, where do we get to? Brian. Uh, Brian Wilkowski says, I just wanted to let Pete know that I have sympathy for me is still one of my all-time favorite delusional heel lines. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, you are Big Show in 2000. <laughs> the Big Show legitimately won the Royal Rumble, and I was like, yeah, but The Rock won. He's like, no, I won the Royal Rumble. Stop booing me. I am right. Uh, Brian Moore says, uh, oh, tested positive for COVID-19 oh, today. Man. Sorry about that, mate. Uh, but at least it means I can watch you guys live. Love you guys. Stay safe. Uh, do you think AEW's biggest strength is also a weakness, which is their diverse wrestling styles? Is not everyone likes every style, hence the hate they get. Hmm. I don't think so personally because yeah, I, I think a diverse card makes for a good card because yeah you're not going to enjoy everything but that's not the point you're not designed to like every single thing it's stuff for different audiences so lots of people can watch everything you might not you know it's not going to be a home run every segment but you enjoy the show exactly I think there will be there are probably some AEW fans that don't like the comedy stuff yeah they do but I do I I think that wrestling is a broad spectrum and I love all different styles it's one of the, that's probably why I like the promotion so much because hmm. I'm always going to get something different with each show. There's some stuff that I don't, you know, I'm not a huge fan of, like, you know, Jericho. Um, <laughs> but, you know, for some other people, I'm sure they loved it. And that's fine. Uh, DJ Thatcher said, a bit of fantasy booking here, but do you think with all these teasers of MJ MJF leaving for WWE, do you think AEW could do a reverse Summer of Punk with CM Punk defending the championship against MJF, threatening to leave with the championship? Oh, so like MJF wins the world title. MJF wins the world title and, uh, I'm gonna and go. leaves. Yeah. That's kind of fun, honestly, but I... I mean, they'd have to do that a couple of years in 2024, right? So you'd have to have Punk as the champion by 2024, which could totally work, I guess. Yeah. 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 I, I, actually, I really like that idea. It's a good idea. Particularly once, yeah, once MJF's contract is coming close. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think it'll be this year. Yeah. Uh, the Zorni said, uh, Pete, I love the new look. There's a new look? You have grown your beard back fully again, I suppose. Well, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I did. Um, my 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 lady department made me an advent calendar. Um, so I had to open like one thing each day, and I set her a video each day. And through that, you could just see my beard growing each day because it started off with just the mustache, and it just grew. And I stitched it all together in one video. It's glorious. It's great. <laughs> um, uh, can you please tell Luke that his Wangman joke is so 2021, <laughs> especially with the slight non-spontaneous I have to remember hesitation before it so often. Uh, have you seen Hangman's nameplate? Hasn't won a match in 2022. Bad, yeah, I did laugh yes. about that. Hasn't won, hasn't won a match all year. And I, yeah, this one you're absolutely right. It is very 2021, but it still makes me laugh. Yes, it's very it funny. Sa it said Wangman. It, it sure did, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and we got a chat from our moderator, Nad, uh, that says, uh, with so much emphasis put on undefeated streaks in AEW, do you think they have done a good job prioritizing long-term storytelling over week-to-week -week booking? Hangman beating Danielson helps solidify him as a main eventer, but so many losses have been wasted on the booking nightmare. <laughs> Cody Rhodes, Wardlow, Agogo, Malachi Black, Mr. Brody Lee. I don't know if you could say that there's been wasted, though, because, like, Malachi Black, yeah, he's got that one loss against his name, against Cody, but it doesn't, like, oh, it doesn't mean that Malachi now looks rubbish. No. I think Anthony Agogo is the only one in there I would agree with, because mm -hmm. I think that that loss completely derailed him. Like, I know yeah. he went out with the injury anyway, mm -hmm. but, like, I think it was the completely the wrong call. Yes. I mean, as it turns out, apparently a go-go is a bit of a knob. Yeah, as it turns out, but hey ho. As it turns out. So I, yeah. I slightly disagree. I think the same with Wardlow as well. Mm -hmm. Like, Wardlow's had, you know, a couple of losses. He lost in like, the <coughs> World Title Tournament, I think, last year or the year before. Mm -hmm. Between the 2020, so 2020. Um, so yeah, like, I, I so I, I would disagree with that slightly. I'd also say, I think it's quite nice for most people on the roster to have, like, 
at least one loss on their roster. So you don't end up with like seven people who are all undefeated and you go, well, who's the best out of these guys? You know, yeah. you reserve the undefeated streaks for people like Danielson. So then when they do lose, it's like, oh my God, Hangman got the, his first loss. And that's like a big deal. Yeah. So I, I, I don't mind Malachi Black losing on that one. Um, Marcel Arts said Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, mm. Timothy Thatcher got released from his NXT contract if you didn't see that. Uh, mm. I think... I mean, it's funny, like, not funny, because obviously that seems quite a morbid thing to say, but when they announced that Danny Burch had been released, I generally thought he'd already been released. Yeah. I thought he was gone with the, like, during the, um, like, the Biff Usyk one. Yeah. I didn't even think he was still there. Um, Timothy Thatcher, at least there will be the loudest pop in the history of wrestling when Timothy makes his surprise return at WXW 16 carats. There is nobody who is more over there. So Thatcher's time in WWE is bittersweet. I think it was a complete waste of his skills. Agreed. His NXT run. Yeah. And his WWE run et al. Complete waste of Timothy Thatcher. Yep. He's awesome. Johnny Garcia said, Luke, on Monday, I sent an ultra chat to thank you for the cameo I got of you. Uh, Ollie thought you were me plugging your cameo account. Now he can see we are different people. Jam that gem. I was watching. Unless you sent that one in yourself, Luke. I am pretty smart. Yeah. I am so smart. SMRT. Yep. Uh, thank you anyway, Johnny. It was lovely to speak with you on cameo. You can also book me on cameo. Thank you. Uh, Eak Nichols, I can't wait for my little 19 month angel to go to sleep. So I'm going to watch AEW so hard. Happy birthday under consultation. Thank you so much. It is our, it's our birthday, our podcast birthday tomorrow. Oh, wow. It's our two-year birthday since launching the podcast. Uh, I got Luke's book for my birthday, and I intend to read it on my work breaks. Pete Rules 2. Have a wonderful night, lads. You have a wonderful night. Thank, Thank you, you so much. And lastly, J.S. Wooten said, Johnny Knoxville survived his urethra being destroyed twice and wearing catheters for years. The man is a legend. Him joining the Rumble elevates it. Respect him, Tony Tony Chopper. Respect him. D-A-D-L-I-W-4. Life, Ollie has the best hair. J.S. Wooten is right. He does, like, it's about time that someone elevated the Rumble to the status that it probably should have been at. <laughs> No one else could do it. It, ha- <laughs> it had to. It ha- Knoxville had to step up. We should be thankful for him. Hey man, we got Bad Bunny at WrestleMania last year, and that's elevating WrestleMania. Well, right it's, there. A, well it's about time we got an actual celebrity. <laughs> you know, WWE have been trying for years to get actual celebrities on the show, and they've failed at every opportunity. Finally, finally, they get a big name in Johnny oh my Knoxville. God. You see uh, that segment they had on SmackDown? What a home run segment that was. With Matt mm, Riddle and Randy Orton. That was, was real bad. Oh, it was the best thing on the show. You're was, absolutely right. It's real bad. That was so great. It's real bad, Luke. It's going to be awesome. It's terrible. You know you drive... Uh, yeah. You do. You're, yeah. you're a driving man. Sure, yeah. You, uh, but you, you didn't drive home for Christmas, like the Chris Rear song. You no. Were, you were driven home for Christmas. I was driven home for Christmas, yes. Um, now that you're a driving man, yes. did your parents talk to you about petrol prices? <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate to admit this, Luke. I spoke to them about petrol prices. <laughs> dad talked about when he came down got there december 23rd how are you doing and he came down, i was like oh, petrol prices around here so i was like oh i know dad that was one pound 45 in maidstone it was like not like that in hereford and i was like oh what's it in hereford 
half an hour later, still talking about petrol prices. Oh, and, he's, so and, he's, and he's on diesel as well, so it's a whole different oh, kettle of fish. God, yeah. What was your oh, opening camp? Uh, that was mine just being like, you know, <laughs> just saying that I, I had to I had to actually fill up a tank recently. Oh my God, it's so expensive. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. So, they just prices just haven't gone down since that fuel shortage, have they? <laughs> no, it's still up there. God, Jesus. I did it this morning, Pete. It's 144.9. I was like, yeah. 145. I was yeah. watching the ticket go up. I was like, it's never ending. It's I want to buy a coffee after this. Yeah. Tell you what's insane, though. When I drove up to um, uh, Scotland in December during my, my week off, drove up there, it's a similar prices up north. And I'm like, surely Scotland's got to be cheaper than London. And it was like 141, 142. I was like, that's still really pricey. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> oh, God, you get heated about this stuff now. Well, you have to know you're a driving. Yeah, <laughs> you drive. You just go. But you didn't drive into work today. You got an Uber today. I did get an Uber today because I I don't have the car today. You see, because oh, I see. I still don't have a car. I'm just insured on my on my lady partner's vehicle. I but see. she's at work currently, so she needs the car yeah, to get to work. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, you got an Uber instead. Indeed, I did, and it was not fun. No, the uh, the first driver that uh, ordered, he accepted, and then waited for about ten minutes uh, outside a cafe that he was at. Uh, I knew exactly where it was on the map. I was like, I know exactly where you are. I know you're exactly outside this cafe. Waited for like 10 minutes. Started driving towards me. And I was like, okay, fine. He's going. And then he canceled it. And I was like, cool. Thank you for that waste of time. Really appreciate it. To my theory on that mm. is he accepted, went into the cafe and then forgot that he's accepted. Mm -hmm. Then he gets into his car and starts driving. And then he's like, oh, whoops. Oh, <laughs> I, thought I, I thought I'd canceled that. Yeah. Uh, and also, very strangely, as he started driving, he must have like, done it to say that he'd picked me up because then it said oh you're on your way i was like no i'm not i'm still in my flat you are lying to me and then it cancelled straight afterwards i was like that's weird whatever but then the next guy uh accepted and then waited for a good like five six minutes just where he was i don't even know where he was just down some street somewhere and then he took ages to get to me as well which is really cool there was no sort of like you know apology or anything when i got in it was just like and that was it, like a little head nod. That's it. I'm not even like a hello, like nothing. <sighs> Uber drivers, man. What did you score him? <clears throat> I didn't. <gasps> I was going to say five stars. <laughs> I'm, I'm too polite to do anything else. <laughs> I didn't give him a one or two. I'm not, not, I'm not terrible. I just didn't give him one. Yeah. So it's just a, it's just a, a blank score. I haven't had to do an Uber for so long. Mm -hmm. Like since we moved out of London, basically, so it's been over a year. Yeah. And I used to tip afterwards as well because I only get Ubers after we've done live streams. And I would be, I'd fall asleep in the back of the car. So, you know, I'd just be in the back of the car, head back, uh, oh. mouth open, yeah, probably snoring and stuff. Yeah. So I would get home and I'd be like, no, I should really tip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just picked me up and like, just drove me for an hour and I've just been asleep the whole yeah. time, probably looking disgraceful. <laughs> but I haven't had to do that for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's just not fun i'd rather drive obviously i the thing is i really enjoy driving like even if it's like traffic or whatever got some music on mm -hmm. i'm just in like by myself having a good time i just enjoy the feeling of driving so like i did the majority of driving when we drove to, to scotland and back and stuff because i was like i'm just having a good time like i don't really feel like we need to swap over like we did a couple times because you know tiredness and stuff but just generally i was like i'm fine to keep driving mm. i'm all good and we just keep listening to some music having a good time what you got planned for the weekend? Uh, this weekend, I'm seeing my lady partner. Delightful. That's, that's about it. Not much else on the on the on the schedule apart from then, clock tower on Monday. Yes, clock tower on Monday. 
Yeah. I'm excited. Very, very exciting. Uh, yes. So you can check that out over at No Rolls Bars. Mm. Go, which will probably be later this month, I'd imagine. Yes, probably, yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, that's all we've got time for on this edition of the show. Pete will obviously be here on Saturday mm. doing the SmackDown review with Tempo T. Yu-Gi-Oh! And I'm on the show with Denise tomorrow. We were going to talk about I mean, my plan was to talk about the Tony Khan stuff mm -hmm. just because yep. we haven't had a chance to do anything on that yet. So I yep. thought, well, that'd be a really good topic. And then all the NXT stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole thing, isn't it? So I think that will probably end up being what we talk about. But anyway. It sucks to be Triple H, I guess. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? Mm. That's all we've got time for on the show. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, oh, ratings and reviews on iTunes and all that. Apple Podcasts. Ratings on Spotify. You can do that now. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.